Are you my podcast? 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 Hey, Mayor Bear. Hey, Sarah Kuda. <laughs> How, are How are you? you? <laughs> I like, we're really, uh, we're really, what is it? One trick ponies with our, hey, anyway. Yeah, I'm good. How are yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we should. It's it's <clears throat> like we we don't have it organized to a, a, a fact where we go, oh, I'm going to welcome everyone. We just see what happens. And what happens yeah. is we always talk at the same time. That's what happens. It's true. Well, welcome to our listeners. Welcome yeah, to welcome. Are You My Podcast? Are you my podcast? It's noon and it's Super Bowl Sunday. And, you know, not that there's usually, I usually go to this big party every year, but of course, obviously not this year, but I'm still going to eat and drink like I'm at a big party. So I'm, yeah, I'm having a mango margarita. It's a cut, it's called Cutwater, which I mean, they're not a sponsor by the way, but maybe they should be because I'm obsessed with them and they have these canned drinks. They're like the only canned drinks I've ever had. I just looked at it because I've had a few sips and I was like, God, I kind of already feel this. It's 12 and a half percent. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I better not have. I don't even think I should finish it, to be honest with you. I mean, it's noon. Oh, I can't wait till we're halfway through the podcast. I hear you crack open another one. (laughs) (laughs) And you had me at 12% (laughs) in a can. I mean, now that you know, I'm a, it's like boxed wine, you know, a, anything in a can is an upgrade probably it's just, for me. It's just the convenience. Yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking it's better than me making my own drinks because there's nobody to um, tell me, you know, to stop pouring when I make my own drinks. But then when, now, now no, that I realize, responsible. yeah, but now, now that I see it's 12 and a half percent, it's feels like today's going to be a problem for somebody. Oh, but not you. Not you. It's all no. John's. It's, it's all in John's, John's lap. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Godspeed, John. Thank Godspeed. you for your service. <laughs> well, before we get started, I do want to say that I'm I'm doing shows Valentine's weekend in Oklahoma City at Bricktown Comedy Club. You can go on my website, sarahcolona.com for tickets. I know there's COVID. Believe me, I'm not uh, flaunting that, uh, the guidelines against it. I know the owner of this club well, so that's the reason I'm comfortable going. They've been open for quite a while um, because Oklahoma has been a little more open than some places, but they uh, have been open for quite a while and have had no issues. They do, you know, testing for all their employees. Everyone's masked. It's spread out. It's limited capacity. Um, I'm, you know, anyway, I just want anyone wants to come. If you're in that area, I'd love to see you. And I just don't want anyone to think I'm just running around doing shows willy nilly. Yeah. No, go see Sarah Colonna. Honestly, I just know you and I know how like seriously you've taken COVID and everything like this and the you know the guy and the owner and whatever. Like you wouldn't be going if it wouldn't if it wasn't like a safe scenario, you know? God, I want to spend Valentine's with you again. We usually spend Valentine's Day together and we're going to do it next year. We're going to be together. Oh my God, next me. year we're going to do it. And this podcast is going to get so huge because our listeners are so amazing and supportive that we're going to do yes. like a big show and maybe we'll even get to do like a live podcast or something. How fun would oh. that be? Oh my God. And then like later we'll drink canned white Russians and braid <laughs> each other's hair. I'm going to start crying if we keep talking about it. God oh my damn God. it. I just want to touch your head. I know. I'll wash my hair too. It's fine. Well, you yeah, don't have to. I you probably to, won't. You don't have to get crazy. <laughs> I know. Dry shampoo. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so speaking of that, please do uh, rate and review. It helps us a lot. And if you're on an yes, app please. that doesn't allow you to, you could just hop onto iTunes real quick and hit the five star button or maybe leave a review. Again, you know, only, only nice. if it's nice. Yeah. Someone actually left yeah. a review that really made me laugh. They were like, I'm tempted to leave a bad review just so that Mary will hunt me down and try to be my best friend. But like, I can't bring myself to do it. And I was like, that is fucking hilarious. You know how, like clenched my ass cheeks were the first part of that sentence. Cause I'm like, what? like, oh my God, I was like going to puke. And then I was like, oh, okay, no, it's funny. That was really funny. It made the me laugh. highs and lows of reading reviews with Mary Ratzinski. It's not okay. <laughs> yeah. And we, I do enjoy the uh, Facebook group a lot. Are you my podcasters, yeah, so which you can find. We've, we've got a, a fun, a fun movie to talk about. Oh uh, killer advice killer advice it was on uh lifetime movie network on i think it was friday night and the, it brought me so much joy it's the kind it's you know what i had it's like what i'd been missing it's like we hadn't gotten to do a good murdery cre- creepy one in a while and when i saw that eric roberts was in it yeah yeah i had a little bit of like a tingly part tingly oh. down down there so it's like yeah because yeah. him it's he's the the fucking best in Lifetime movies. If you guys haven't seen Stalked by My Doctors, uh, there's four of them now. There's the original and then there's three sequels. They are so fucking funny. And he's so in on it, you know? They're, he's not taking it serious. Like, I mean, he does a yeah. good job, but he's not acting like he's in, you know... Um, He's 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 playing along is what I mean. You know, right. he's, he knows he's oh. being like a creepy weirdo and it's so entertaining and I'm obsessed with those movies. And so I will say up we front, have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to um, I'll say everyone just go ahead and rewatch all the if you haven't seen any of the stock by my doctors, just get them under your belt because I think that's probably coming next for us. But um, I'll say up front about this movie. OK, if you have Eric Roberts, you use Eric Roberts. There was not enough Eric Roberts in this movie. There was not enough Eric Roberts at all. No. That's my well, that's was, my review. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I know. In, in my head, I'm like, well, maybe he was kind of busy and he couldn't commit to a bigger. But I, yeah, I, it seems sort of like a waste of Eric Roberts. It was. because, And I kept waiting for it to be like somehow he was involved or, you know. It, well, yeah, I, I thought the same thing, but it, it never happened. No. Well, and we could just very quickly give like, like, okay, someone let you um, take the lead. Well, so we open up seeing her in a garage and someone and she's kind of not like she's not really paying attention. She's on her phone. She's walking to her car. The garage is empty. And then all of a sudden this guy in a creepy mask. I didn't like that mask at all. It was like almost like the scream mask, you know, like that's ice. It looked like an emoji of the scream mask. Oh, my God. I fucking hate any kind of emoji masks or scream like. I don't, yes. it does not sit well with me. So that was creepy. And you see it like in his, in her window and then he's like attacking her, but she um, fights him off and gets in her car. But then she realizes like sh- she dropped her keys. So he's just basically outside her car banging on her window and he has, and she dropped her phone. So she has, she dropped her phone, her purse and her keys. Ladies, gentlemen, don't walk in a fucking parking garage by yourself late at night looking at your phone. No, of course not. We know this. I mean, 
this is like, it's like, honestly, I guess they wouldn't have movies if people did the right thing. You know, like if the <laughs> Lifetime people like put window treatments on their windows, there'd be no fucking movie. Nobody'd be peeping Toms. There'd be no... A couple ring video doorbells. If people had some yes. sort of security. If people, if people didn't always run upstairs instead of downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. If they maybe went out the door instead of hiding deeper into the house. It sucks that we have to think that way, but we do. And also... And you don't necessarily want to walk like me with a fucking can of mace, like basically ready to aim at anyone. Like you don't necessarily <laughs> need to be the most terrified person in the world. Um, <laughs> you're like you walk like you're like a like a detective or a cop who goes into a house like your back is on the wall. You're like, you know, what I, I just picture you like <laughs> I could totally I mean, but see, you got your shit together. That's why, you know, you don't have screen mask people. Catching you off guard. I know, but I mean, there's got to be a nice balance. But unfortunately for Beth, uh, our wonderful lead actress, who I really loved and enjoyed, but uh, her character was not doing any of those things. And she, so, and it caught her off guard again. She drops everything. And then he's like, so he's outside. I was like, that fucking is creepy. Someone being outside your car window and has your keys and your phone and there's no one around. Like she was laying on her horn and you know, there, obviously there's nobody in the garage or, and then finally her friend comes out that she works with Simone. Simone. I I had a couple bones to pick with this girl, but she, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> again, love again, not the actress, lovely actress, but sure. she pissed me off a couple of times. Um, yep. And uh, real judgmental friend, you know, real judgmental. Yeah, they they also had like a weird relationship as supposedly best friends, but then like, I, and I'll be honest, uh, Beth was kind of a real twat to Simone, if you ask me, a well, few she, times. Well, yeah, especially at the end, you know, when she yeah. did like and, and, and like just blamed her for something without asking, and then her friend died, and then she and then. I'm, you know, we're jumping real far ahead, but you guys don't care. Like that's what happened. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know that you know that the friend's gonna die at some point, especially when she's pissing off that crazy person in the movie. But so she ran when she runs up to the um car and the guy runs off. And and then so they go back to Beth's house <laughs> and they're talking to the cops. And the friend goes, uh, they they were like, Oh, it's great that you, I guess, showed up because it ran him off. She goes, Well, he's lucky he's, you know, he he ran off or I would have smashed his face in. It's like, you're okay, but your friend just got attacked. So now you're acting like you wouldn't have gotten attacked because you would have been more badass than her. It's kind of shitty. Yeah, like this this like, you know, she's in high heels and, you know, like she was gonna take them on she was very she was like one of the like a small dog where like their bark is real annoying and loud but like they wouldn't do anything you know yeah i don't know well and she's and beth's yeah. married her husband was sitting next to her and after the cop leaves she's like um do you are you sure you don't want me to stay so you feel safe and i'm like her husband's right there oh and that's exactly and then <laughs> she said um i'm the queen of couch surfing i'm like all right hussy what does that mean you yeah, know like what? yeah and also i never figured out what she did for a living oh my god i have it written down what the fuck does this woman do for a like living? i have it seemed really important and it makes a lot of money but no fucking clue yeah she had to make present power point presentations and whatnot but there was no we do know that her husband's an attorney but like when they when they yeah when they showed the outside of that house i was like holy shit i mean it was like the size of eight normal houses you know all put together it was huge it wasn't even like a mcmansion it was like a a mansion you know like i don't know it just a but without a garage i always noticed that these people that have these big mansions they always pull up right in front of their 
house and then get out and leave their car. You don't have a garage? Uh, no, same thing. I was like, does she have her own fucking valet? Like I did what she acted like she was waiting for somebody to come take the car. Also, no uh outdoor lights ever. Mm. It looked I mean, it was like there were never any outdoor lights at nighttime. It just looked like like the electricity was out. Well, maybe they spent too much money on their house and they can't afford to pay their electric bill. Well, you're right. So maybe that is what happened, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe I, her, maybe that's why they couldn't afford a garage too. I just find it so strange. Like they just, like just pull up like right onto your basically yeah. right onto your own like front doorstep and just leave your car. I was like, this is it's like a round what if you driveway. Have two cars. Do you just like pull behind? You just pull behind and wait for the other. I guess. I mean, whatever. It's it's a good question. Based on okay, real quick. Based on the size of the house, the I mean, the, the, just saying like their kitchen was bigger than all of the apartments I've ever lived in combined. Oh and yeah, it was just beautiful and huge, and it looked like industrial. And her daughter, uh, what's the daughter's name? Jess. She comes down and this just rubbed me the wrong way because she's like hey mom can i um can i have five dollars to hang out later no fucking kid okay or teenager is asking for a fiver you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like do you what are you gonna like, get with that five dollars you, you need, give me a 20 yeah like can or can i have some can i have five dollars with the lifestyle this kid has there's no fucking way she'd ask for five dollars like come on writers just little things yeah just to have her come down and ask for a hundred dollars like a, like a normal rich kid would it, that yeah. lived in a full-on mansion and what when she came down and asked for that five dollars because she wants she goes to this diner and studies every day after uh class which we heard about fucking a million times a um, million i was like fucking what times. i was like is this diner somehow going to be important but it never was i mean there was a nope. they, they you know she met with the crazy lady later in it but no no reason just i i don't know if they had a a sponsorship from a diner that they had to keep saying its name, but yeah, and they just yeah. kept talking about its coffee. And I'm like, is someone going to die from their coffee? It was very strange, right. but there was a few loose ends. But when she comes down, um, Beth, who'd just been attacked the night before, is dressed and ready to go to work and um, fully in heels while yep. she's making breakfast. You can't put those on like you would put those on on your way out. No, exactly. And also take a day off. You just got fucking attacked in a garage or whatever. Maybe she's not used to garages as we just discussed at length. But like, <laughs> yeah, like can't it, it, it doesn't look like she's going to miss the rent, the mortgage payment if she stays home for a day or two after a very traumatic experience. True. I mean, you know, good honor for wanting to buckle up and go to work, but at least I don't know. I mean, I I was more concerned that she was wearing heels while she was making eggs. You know, I oh, don't. Yeah, no, that's. I think actually that is the thing to be mad about. I you know, I didn't notice it, and I I want to be honest. We're lucky I didn't notice it because I think that's all I would talk about for the yeah. rest of. I couldn't. This, uh, I couldn't stop looking at it, and then and then the kid was like, after she asked for that money, and then I I think the, the mom was like, no, you you need to stay home. I, she was nervous about her being out and about because she's just had a traumatic experience or something. So the kid gets yeah. kind of mad and storms off without eating breakfast right after she said how good breakfast looked. She didn't yeah, eat that's it. that's stupid. Oh, yeah, good luck finding breakfast with your $5. What are you going to yeah. do later? She didn't even get... Uh, yeah, she was dumb. And then the <laughs> Beth, <laughs> Beth goes to work or whatever, and all she's doing is editing on a laptop. Again, all I do is sit and stare at a laptop. I'd like 
to think I'm editing. I'm probably looking at the Facebook page for this group, but like she could do that from home in one of her rooms. Yeah. If there's one thing we've learned, a lot of people can work from home more than they realized. Um, And, and then she has like, they have some guy walker to her car at the end of the day, which obviously makes sense, you know, but like he doesn't even walk her all the way to the car. (laughs) He like fucking leaves her halfway through the parking garage. Like, I noticed that. I noticed that too. I was like, "Wait!" He just walked her partially to her car and then left. Wait, didn't wait for her to get in and close the door. Nothing. No. no. Worst She's security like, guard in the history of yeah. security guards. Peace out, Charlie. I'm good. And like, yeah, it, it was like, it fucking drive her home. Like, yeah. Or just watch her get in and watch her lock the door and start the car. Yeah. And I mean, I still, when friends came over, I watched them walk to their car from my patio, you know, from my yeah. front door to the sidewalk it, a few feet. I make sure my friend gets in their car if it's dark out before I close my door. I just, it's just, a, again, we're all just, I, I, I'm just a person that lives in constant terror apparently but no, this I, guy, I like to think of it more that you're a leader but that's okay that's nice I, I mean I'll go with that I'll take that yeah um and also we see her husband at work the next day as well and that's when Eric Roberts comes in and I had a little tiny orgasm of excitement <laughs> thinking slide off your couch you're like, oh. <laughs> thinking here we go Eric Roberts is gonna be crazy and he's just this boring I mean, he's never boring to uh, to watch. Right, I, right. I saw him one time in Gelson's. I feel like I've told you this story. I saw him one Wait, time. No. Yeah, I saw him one time in Gelson's at the grocery. It's a grocery store, and he, there's a little yogurt. It's called Humphrey Yogurt. <laughs> or Humphrey oh my, Yogurt. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a little yogurt stand in there, and he was up getting frozen yogurt, and it took everything that I had not to go up to him and I wanted to, and I don't really know why I didn't, but I got nervous. And then I thought, and I I feel like if anyone is approachable, it's Eric Roberts, he would probably be. But for some reason I just got nervous and I didn't say anything to him, but I know that there was a point where he followed me on Twitter. I haven't really looked to see if he still (gasps) does because I don't want to be let down if he doesn't, but it was during, you know, like during stalked by my doctor when I was probably tweeting about it incessantly that evening and he picked up on it. But anyway, if Eric Roberts is not following you on Twitter, we are going to do stock by doctor and do some hashtags and get him back, Sarah. Okay. Thank you. And I'll go look after this and and I'll let everyone know. Oh oh my God. Oh my God. That's a, that's an emotional story. Cause I can imagine how, no, I don't know. You know, I'm so whatever. I get really stuck on things, but that he's like your guy. You must have wanted to like give him a hug, let alone talk to him, but I you didn't want, because I didn't. you respect people and their space and privacy. But what a what a God, the highs and lows. I don't know why that like took my breath away. All right. Well um anyway, Eric Roberts eats yogurt. That's what I know. He likes frozen yogurt. yogurt. Humphrey, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's Humphrey yogurt. I don't know. Well, probably, yeah. He's in the movie. He plays Trevor. Nick, the husband's uh, boss and or co-worker, and he's underused, as as I've already let you guys know. Yeah, I mean, it was nice that he, it was good to see him. He popped up a little bit, but definitely not not enough at all. So she goes to a therapist or whatever, Beth, you know, and like they do like a flashback thing. 
So it's the crazy therapist who ends up murdering everybody, you know, spoiler alert. Yeah. But killer um, advice. Also, I think the description of the movie was therapist kills people or something like that. (laughs) Their their copywriter was off. But there was like flashbacks. And I it actually left me wondering the whole movie what the fuck was going on. Yeah. So she goes to meet this therapist that her her friend Simone had a therapist named Dr. Ellis that we had to keep hearing about. And she says, go meet Dr. Ellis. Well, she goes to meet Dr. Ellis, but instead this lady named Marsha comes out and she ends up talking to Beth and Beth feels comfortable with her. And so she decides she's going to be her therapist. Now, Marsha has an office right across from Dr. Ellis and she yeah, flashes like they back share a like co- a waiting room thing. Yeah. She flash. We flash back a couple times to seeing that probably the real Marsha has been murdered by this woman pl- pretending to be Marsha, right? Like that's, you can so you pick got up that right away. I did. See, I am something, I mean, again, I white wine spritzers, but I was kind of like, it, it. there was a lot of blonde hair. I, I did I, just because I, it was at that desk and, and yeah, I saw yeah. someone, it was a quick flash. And I, I was like, oh. oh, this is the dead therapist she obviously replaced. But what is interesting about this um, is that at the end, when we find, you know, when they really come forward with all the information and let us know that she used to be a client of Marsha's and then she freaked out on therapy and strangled her. Well, doc- <laughs> Dr. Ellis has been across the hall the whole time. And the whole time. He has never noticed that Marsha is a different person now. Never noticed it. Yeah, what kind of fucking like therapist? A- he can't pick up on that. He can't pick up on your problems. <laughs> Yeah, he's not actively paying attention to shit. I wonder if Dr. Ellis is even a real doctor. I I don't think so. It very much bothered me at the very end when it all when they show everything that happened and I realized that his office was right there the whole time and he never I, somehow she pulled a therapist a dead therapist out of that office and replaced her with her own self. <sighs> And Dr. Ellis is just, derp, derp, derp. Oh, I've got yeah, to go see somebody fucking, today. Yeah, like maybe he's got a gambling problem. He's just like, I don't know why I just said he had a gambling problem. I just meant that like he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like just paying attention to something on his phone or laptop that he just can't. It's, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But yeah, not a, not a good doctor. <laughs> no, not, no, not, not, a, not a perceptive guy. At the end, tell me, God, I feel like my brain is just not making good decisions with what I'm saying. But did you notice at the end when that is revealed or, you know, you picked it up when most people did, I'm sure. But it's like she murdered, she strangles the therapist that she then takes over her identity Mm -hmm. like and then right then that's when she meets beth like right after she's done cleaning up the like where'd she put the body i know so yeah so when they show this at the end guys again we don't have to be linear or or whatever the word is Is we couldn't be if we had no we just yeah we're just telling you what happened so when they do reveal for those of you that didn't watch it um how Marsha used to be, like I said, the patient, she flipped out on her therapist, strangled her. Then she, when she was walking out of her office, that's when Beth was waiting to meet Dr. Ellis. And that's when she instead brought her in and said, no, I'm Marsha. I'll be your therapist. And as Mary just (laughs) pointed out, 
Where's the fucking body of Marsha? I have no idea. Yeah. She killed another guy in her office later with a pen. She has very strong up, upper body. Um, yes. And I don't know how she got that body out, I guess, because Dr. Ellis doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground, as my grandpa <laughs> would say. It's very strange. And then right away after Beth leaves and Marsha's decided, fake Marsha's decided to be her therapist, um, she goes on her social media, looking at her Facebook and stuff, and she's looking at her with her daughter, Jess, who's this really pretty blonde girl. And she's just, she's like, ooh, mother and daughter. And then she finds a photo of Nick, the husband, and she's like, oh, Nick. And then she finds out where he works. I don't know. We don't, I I don't know what her beef is with Beth and it never came out, by the way. Never did. Nope. Never, never even told us why she picked Beth to flip out on. I guess she's just crazy. And by the way, that actress who played her, I don't know her name, who played the therapist, is my hero. Now, I enjoyed every second of everything she did in that movie. Oh, me too. I thought she was wonderful. Yeah. Especially the end when she's flipping out on her with a knife. I was like, this is my dream role. <sighs> I could see you working a kitchen knife like that. I would hope it so. Was, I know. Honestly, what if like you get into one of get into a lifetime movie? Could we discuss it? Just do a podcast about myself? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to believe we could. I've had a, you know, half of this can of mango margarita. So right now, anything, it sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Anything. All right. Let's just table that. But I'd like, uh, that would be the, that would be like the finale of this podcast that we do. <laughs> we review a movie where you're the lead and I just hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if I got in one, I'd be like, you guys have to write in a scene where I ask for hot cocoa. And oh, my I'd fucking I, honestly, that would be that would be like my swan song. I'd leave a note. I would drive off a bridge. I would die. I feel like they would cast me either as the crazy lady or the annoying friend. I would never be the Phoebe. You know, I would be yeah, the annoying. Yeah. I would be the Simone. He goes, well, I could have taken that guy out. And you want me to stay here because your husband's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen of couch surfing, grabbing your balls. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, Marsha right away is uh, fake. Marsha is trying to, you know, um, fuck up Beth's life. Fuck up Beth's life. So she goes to meet with the husband, Nick who's an attorney and pretends that she has some sort of money thing she needs to settle. I was never really clear an inheritance or something. Yeah. Something, she, some sort of, yeah. So she has a meeting with Nick and Eric Roberts. I'll never call him by his character's name. Cause he's just Eric Roberts. And sure. she has a meeting with them. And I just wrote down that I was jealous. Um, <laughs> oh, I like it. Now we're just right, listing feelings as we watch the movie. <laughs> I was jealous. Jealous. And, jealous. And Eric Roberts uh, says that Beth is a wonderful cook and that to <gasps> quote, to sort of close this deal, he invites Marsha over to Beth and Nick's house for dinner, which I thought was a weird yeah. move. I thought that was aggressive. And he wasn't even there when they went. By the way, no. so he, I was hoping he was going to be there. You would think so. Again, just a little more Eric Roberts sprinkled throughout the movie would have made a huge difference in my life. But why isn't mm-hmm. he at this meeting? Instead, he goes, oh, Beth's going to cook you dinner and Nick and they're going to host and I'm just going to disappear off the screen now. Yeah, he's going to take take 10, take 20. I don't know what people say when they go to craft services and take a break or whatever, but he didn't come (laughs) back till the end. I don't think. Not really. So, okay. Nick, whatever, not Nick. um, Beth's husband 
Is it that Nick? Nick. I don't yeah. fucking know. Whatever. But he was fine. But um, so he's like an attorney, this big firm. He's trying to get fake Marsha's business. Like winer and diner at a restaurant. Who the fuck would if someone was like, oh, yeah, I want your business. Come to my house. My wife will make dinner. I'd be so like, what? No, thanks. I it exactly. First of all, I thought to myself, why does Beth or why does fake Marsha want to accept this invitation? Because obviously Beth will recognize her from her being her new therapist. But right. I quickly, I quickly realized this woman had no rational thoughts and she wanted to freak her out by showing up and stuff. So it, whatever yeah. her, again, she's stalking Beth. We have no fucking reason why, and we'll never get closure on it. But no, yeah, I would prefer take me to a nice steak dinner, get me a hundred dollar bottle of wine and right. maybe you'll get my business. I don't want to go eat your, Oh, you know what they had? This was it. This was my hot cocoa. <gasps> the fucking conversation about mini cheesecakes every 20 seconds oh. that they were going to bake for dessert for this big fancy dinner. Yeah, that's not a fancy dessert. Mini cheesecakes. And they kept <laughs> talking about them. It's all they talked about was mini cheesecake, mini cheesecakes. And then I'm going to make mini cheesecakes. Ooh, you know, we have those mini cheesecakes. Fuck you. Make a regular, regular size cheesecake. First of all, or go buy a good cheesecake. Go to the cheesecake factory. They have a lot of them. Oh, they, I'll tell you the vanilla bean. I'll never go wrong. Oh, I've God, never I miss ha- the cheesecake factory. I've never had that before. Oh, it's so good. Well, if there's one thing that's going to make it back from the p- pandemic, it's going to be the Cheesecake Factory. It so better. Don't, don't you worry your pretty little head, Mayor Banner. <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm really prone to tangents today, but man, I would. But yeah, mini cheesecakes, they taught. And then I was sort of confused, like Simone was the hired help to come over and make them. I, I know. All of a sudden, Simone had to be there again. I, w- Simone, again, the actress was wonderful. Pretty girl. She played the part well. But yeah. I would prefer to have Eric Roberts at dinner than Simone talking about mini cheesecakes. It's just me. Yes. Yes. But she was there helping out and it was very strange. It was all strange. And there was also a conversation that Beth had with Marsha about her daughter, Jess, having stolen a car, <laughs> stolen a oh, car yeah. and gotten in a wreck. And and she had been drinking and she wrecked a stolen car. And she she tells her therapist because she's saying, I just want her to, she's trying, Jess is trying to get into college, but quick backstory on her if you guys care. She's trying to get into college. And basically Beth is telling the therapist, I want her to, you know, she's been doing so well since then. And I never want that to get in the way of her life. And I don't want, I've never told anyone about it. She, we don't talk about it anymore. So of course, immediately you clock that Beth is, or that fake Marsha is probably going to do something like, with yeah, this information. Against her. Yeah. yeah. And then, but she goes, she says something about, I blame myself for her stealing that car. And she also blamed herself for getting for the guy in the, in the parking garage. And I'm like, this bitch has some low self-esteem. I want Beth to have better self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. None of that. It's not your fault, Beth. No, she's a teenager that did something stupid. Also, it sounds like kind of an advanced move to get hammered and steal a car for somebody (laughs) who then later just only needs $5 for a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if she she's out like fucking wheeling, dealing, getting shit face, stealing cars and shit. Now she's like, hey, mother, can I please have a five dollar bill? I'm going to be gone for the evening. Like, fuck you. That's 
You're so right that the the stealing, the, getting drunk and stealing the car makes much more sense of a, you know, entitled yeah. teenager than it does the five dollar asker. Yeah, I don't know. I can't let the five dollar thing go. Like, and I listen, five dollars is a lot of money to some and to me to me right now. If I saw a five dollar bill, I'd dive in front of a car. Probably I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not discounting the value of $5. I'm just saying for some little kind of rich bitch teenager who who lives in a hotel, it just didn't make sense that it that's what they would be asking no. for. Look, the $5 got to you. The mini cheesecakes got to me. We all have our things. <laughs> yeah, I know. If they had put cocoa in there, I think I would have slammed my laptop on I've, the sidewalk and I've been thought done about with the, all you. this. Yeah, I thought about you and I thought this is... I'm having a merry moment with these cheesecakes. I just yeah, really got my titties in a twist, you know? <laughs> I just hope now that the next five movies have mini cheesecakes so you can truly understand my pain. <laughs> Fake Marsha does a good job of like, she she says to Beth a lot, like, if anybody says this to you, run for the hills. It was like, don't worry, it's just you and me in here. Like in therapy, if somebody says that too many times, that means that that's not it's true. not just you yeah it's, it's not just there's gonna be some problems it's you two and a couple of bodies that she's <laughs> taken down yeah couple dead bodies and you should definitely leave yeah which we saw her so one guy some guy comes to visit the office and he's going where is she where is she where is she now this is i assumed he meant where is the real marsha the other therapist or the yeah. real therapist yeah yeah and I think that is what it ended up being. But Beth was there when he started freaking out and quickly fake Marsha got Beth out of the situation situation so she doesn't catch on to anything weird. And basically, she ends up telling Beth later, oh, it's just a distressed client, blah, blah, blah. But he comes in the room and she says, she just kind of starts fucking with him. And then she tells him she's going to call the cops on him. And then she picks up a pen and puts it right in his neck and kills him. And I know I mentioned yeah. that earlier, but it was quite. She knew where to. She knew where to it put was that like pen. The, the jugular is that right? Is that the yeah. right word? Does yes. that make sense? I'm not yes. sciency, but that's what I had written down. <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, you talk about upper body strength. You're not kidding around. One swift with a pen right in the neck. Because I, I think if I tried to put a pen in someone's neck, I'd just get like an ink mark on them. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. They just slap it out of my hand and I'd apologize and <laughs> walk oh, away. Sorry. So yeah. Sorry. I just, yeah. No, but she gets it right through enough to kill him. And and then she goes to the dinner at Beth and Nick's yeah. home. And quick couple of quick murders and a nice dinner at somebody's <laughs> house. Sounds like a really good week. It's like, how fucking ridiculous. A packed week. She, of course, Beth is surprised to see her at her house. And she goes, oh, I'm just here to meet my new attorney. And then they just chalk it up to a coincidence, except Simone. Yeah. Simone's yeah. at the dinner and Simone does not think that this is normal. Simone thinks it's very strange. Simone thinks, why would this woman show up to your house? And she had a good, she did have a good point. She said that she, once she realized that his, her new attorney or whatever is your husband, she should have left. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. No normal and therapist. I mean, obviously we know she's not one, but no therapist would go, oh yeah, I'll just have dinner at your house. That's fine. No. And stay there. A couple 
quick things. Now, Simone is over there, like, again, the hired help making the fucking mini cheesecakes. And they're talking about the mini cheesecakes and the husband, Beth's husband's, oh, stay for the mini cheesecakes to the daughter who wants to leave. And then somebody asks her, like, oh, what's the key ingredient? Or she says the key ingredient to her mini cheesecakes. And she says misanthropy. Do you know? I don't know what that word means. And I didn't look it up. No, and I don't know. I don't know what that means. And I didn't did even you, catch she, that part. I think by the time, anytime someone said mini cheesecake at that point, I had a, like a rage blackout. <laughs> yeah, you were getting your, your next 12% can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, misan- yeah, it's made with misanthropy. I'll look it up later. I probably don't won't, look it up. But just let someone just let someone right. tell us. It's better that yeah. way. Yeah, but I thought that was like, okay, guys, somebody, one of the writers here wanted, you know, found a thesaurus or a big word. I don't know, whatever. Anyway. I mean, I watch a lot of cooking shows, a lot of cooking shows, and I've never heard that word. Well, no, and I, I don't think it's a cooking word. I think it was like a mean, it was like a like a dig at fake Marsha or something. Maybe I should oh. just look it up. Well, she... The, the therapist is, or fake therapist, Marsha, is pissed that Simone thinks that she doesn't belong there and that she should have left. So obviously, Simone's under her craw. Oh. So she oh. waits for Simone to leave and she picks up a rock. She's going to kill her with a rock because Simone is about to walk home. And again, Marsha, fake Marsha has very strong upper body strength because she's just going to kill her yeah. with a rock. But Beth interrupts the murder by coming back out and saying, you forgot your cheesecake mixer. Oh, yeah. She said, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, you forgot all your. But why does she have a fucking mixer? Why didn't you make, why would you ever make the cheesecake? If you have a mixer that you have to haul around with you, make the cheesecake at home and bring the cheesecakes over. Why do you have a, why did you bring a mixer? Also, you live in a fucking five to 6,000 square foot house. Fucking buy some cheesecakes. Don't make your friend come over after work and bring her tools. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Beth? I think something's wrong with... Yeah, she lived in walking distance of them because she was going to walk home. And then when she realized she forgot her stupid fucking cheesecake mixer, then... I mean, I don't guess it was a specific cheesecake mixer. It was a mixer. But when she realized she forgot it, that's when Beth decides she's going to drive her home. And that's when fake Marsha doesn't get to murder her. But I just it really bothered me that she brought all that over. I just can't. If you live down the street, why can't you make them and then walk them over? Are they going to melt in the in the five minute walk? I mean, can you imagine thinking that a a mini cheesecake is worth all this? No, if someone shows up at my house, if they've offered to bring dessert, great, bring dessert. But if they show up with a mixer and a bag of flour, I'm going to shut the door in their fucking face (laughs) and send them home. I literally cannot wait to see you and bring you mini cheesecakes. I'm not going to bring like the ingredients, but just like, and then I'm just going to wink and it'll be funny. (laughs) By the way, um, I need to let you know something that maybe I kind of love Simone because she said the key ingredient is misanthropy. And I swear to God, I heard this. We might need a little check in. Misanthropy is the general hatred, dislike, distrust, or contempt of the human species. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wow. A misan- misanthropist is someone who holds such views or feelings. I, I, because wow. it was like a dig. It was a dig at, she was kind of saying it at fake Marsha. Like she was like, oh, it's the key ingredient is like, she's a bitch with a capital C. You know what I That's mean? great. That's hilarious, first of yeah. all. And also, 
in a movie where someone can't be bothered to look up when they're walking to their car, you get you can't throw out misanthropy and expect anyone to fucking pick that up and understand. Yeah. At least not yeah, us. I'm I'm sorry that I had I should have done my homework and looked it up, but I'm glad I did. No, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you looked it up. Um I'm glad yeah. that I thought the whole time that it was a cooking ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I haven't heard that on Food Network in a while. No, um, it would be weird now if we do, for sure. Also gonna say that I I hate Beth's husband. Mm-hmm. Like, not like, you know, like, but he, he's shitty. First of all, he's not understanding at all. I mean, she was attacked in the garage. He's fine with her going right back to work, making breakfast the next day, yada, yada. Oh, hey, now, do you mind, you know, making a meal for my prospective client, you know? And like, in, and he has no problem when she tells him later that, that, uh, fake Marsha is her therapist he's like oh like he wasn't a good egg he wasn't supportive at no, all No, he wasn't and then he also went and told eric roberts that oh marsh is my wife's therapist so we maybe we shouldn't have this her as a client i don't think you're supposed to tell that no i don't think so no Mm-mm. i mean i guess he just thought it was no big deal to tell eric roberts because eric roberts wasn't going to be back for most of the movie but it seemed inappropriate for him to tell his well coworker or boss who her when his wife's therapist was yeah no he it was totally inappropriate um but i loved fucking loved eric roberts response when he tells him that it was just the biggest open mouth lol yeah. and that was it <laughs> it was really fu- he just like god he's got his beautiful teeth you know but he just like <laughs> head back open mouth guffaw and then they're like he's like and you yeah know, like, didn't mean anything and at then, all and then nick goes okay i guess i'll keep her i'll keep her as a client i guess you're right and eric roberts goes one time i thought i was wrong but i was wrong Yeah, yeah. Drops or the I mic. I thought I was wrong once, but I was wrong. Like, I loved his lines. Yeah. I love him. I think he writes, yeah. I just like to believe he writes him his, himself. Um, oh, I hope so. Yeah, he. that was a bit of fun. I forget. <laughs> that, fun. Was, that tickled me too. Yeah. Well, with all this going on, obviously, Simone thinks something is off. Beth does not. And so, but Simone asks her Dr. Ellis about Marsha and says, right you know, is she good? And he says, she's great. She's a great therapist. Again, he's obviously talking about the dead Marsha, who he has an office across from. And oh, this really got under my skin too. So he says, she's a great therapist. Well, later when Beth finally gets suspicious of Marsha, she Googles her for the very first time. Which I don't buy. Yeah, you go- come on. I Google my shit. therapist the first day. Finds <laughs> a photo of her, the real Marsha in in the cover of her book or something. She has a book that she wrote. Finds a real Marsha, realizes it's not the same person, and then finds an article that says local therapist missing. So there's articles out. Oh yeah, yeah. That this right. woman is missing, and right. Doctor Ellis still doesn't know. I mean, he, <laughs> I. I how, is, I, how are there articles about a missing woman and her family's looking for her, but sh- this woman's still working in her office and nobody fucking cares or notices? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a really kind of big 
<laughs> hole in the story, actually, now, now that you bring it up. Because I thought the biggest kind of jumbled plot was the fact that two people were murdered within <laughs> 20 feet of Dr. Ellis. Um, and it seems like it's a smaller town or not a town, but it's like, you know, they go to the height, like, cause she shows up for the kid at the high school. To me, that leads me to believe there's like one high school, you know, shit right. like that. So it's like, if there were a couple dead people that usually hits the nightly news or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, they could have at least just had Marsha, the fake Marsha, quote unquote, relocate her, her practice, email people and say, I have a new office, anything to make yeah. it make sense that right. nobody seems to notice. And what about all her other clients? Oh my Did, God, Sarah. Where, where Holy are the shit? Where are this woman? This woman had other clients and now she's missing <laughs> and this woman's pretending to be her and no other clients are showing up and going, Hey, um, you're not her. Oh my God, Sarah, that's like a big fucking deal. <laughs> Unless it'd be awful if it was her first day as a therapist. <laughs> She's never had one client. She gets murdered. Um, no, but she had a, like a, an award because later fake Marsha uses this award to kill again, to kill someone. And yeah. And then- and again, I just don't understand how Dr. Ellis was supposedly in this building and has no idea and people that work there. And if if it's in the news that she's missing, you'd think the first thing they would do is go check out her office and see if there's any clues. And then they'd find her body and another lady pretending to be her. And the movie would have been over in five minutes. Yes. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> Man, I mean, that's a big mistake. (laughs) I don't think it's a mistake. I think they just don't fucking care and they don't think we're going to ask these questions. Yeah, you're right. But that's really funny. And I'm sort of (laughs) mad that that didn't occur to me. It's okay. That's what I'm here for. Thank God for you. I'm not even kidding. I, I, um, I'm just sort of like, I guess maybe it's like PSA. Um, if you work in an office building, check in on your friends and your co, you know, not coworkers, but if maybe check and make sure they have a pulse from time to time before you start recommending them to other for patients and shit. You know? Yeah, that's a I good idea. Know. That's a ta- that's one takeaway from this movie. And if yeah. if you're th- going to therapy, I've been to therapy in my life. One time, my ther- therapist fell asleep when I was talking, and that's true. <gasps> Sarah, mm-hmm. did you she, wake them up? How did you handle that? <laughs> she, she. <laughs> oh my god! She, I would fucking, I would be, I would be. Oh my god! She, she like nodded off and then kind of woke herself up and she goes, "Sorry, you just really talk about this a lot. The subject no, that I was Sarah, talking about. Are you? No." <laughs> You swear to God, that's I what she swear. said. She fucking blamed you. She fell asleep and then blamed you yes. for it. <laughs> Sarah, that's not okay. Oh my God. Did you keep going to her? No. I mean, for a little bit longer. I do tend to keep going to people that my gynecologist is super inappropriate. And she tells me I need to get like my eyelids lifted and shit. And I've been, I still go to her. I had another friend that used to go to her and she's like, I, I can't believe you still go to that woman. So, I mean, she's great at her job, but she, she, she I guess I kind of go to people that are sort of mean to me. And then, but you're almost like Beth, like you think it's your fault. I know. This is why Beth and I are both in therapy, I guess. 
Oh my God. No, and therapy's so healthy. Everyone should go to therapy, but your therapist should stay away. Sarah, I'm not kidding. That's your therapist can't fall asleep and then blame you for it. <laughs> That's like like there you gotta leave a Yelp review or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not practicing anymore as from what it's I heard. You know what? We need to stick up for ourselves because I'm going to be honest with you. I I have a weird scenario with my gynecologist. Too. <laughs> like, I feel like there have been some. It's just, oh, man, we need to want more for ourselves. Tell That's, me what tell me what happened. Well, now this it's nothing. It's nothing sexual at all. In fact, I can't wait to decide if I edit this out or not. But um, so, you know. I think in the past, if you like hit a certain age, they used to like do like almost like a rectal. Um, have you ever oh, right. experienced yeah. anything What's, like Well, that? yeah, I, I think it's supposed it's supposed it's supposed to be common now to. I think when you're forty, they 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 throw a throw a, a finger, finger back in. there. Mine's never done it, so I don't think she's gotten okay. the memo yet. Well, this is the thing: is that mine did it. With like without any warning, just like a, which actually is probably preferred if you know me. You know what I mean? Like you want to? It's like I'm. I'd be like a barn cat if I knew that was coming. You know what I mean? Right. So she does it. It's like I'm 40, and she says, "Oh, sorry about that. Um, it's just it's when you turn 40." But the thing is, she did it the year before. Too. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> so either she just did it for fun the year before <laughs> because I wasn't 40 the first time she did it. And then it wasn't until the second time she did it. She's like, oh, I'm doing it now that you're 40. And in my head, I was like, er, wait a second. You know, that's maybe your asshole turned 40 before you did. I was gonna say my asshole's an overachiever. It was born. It was born a year before you. Maybe I just I gave my asshole a female gender. Like she, I think my asshole is a girl. I believe you. I think it is. I think it probably is. Yeah, but anyway, that was a long story, and it wasn't that. But it was amazing. By the way, I think it's when you turn forty. By the way, I could be wrong. Again, these are well, no, it not is. Here to, Sarah, but I'm pretty but sure she, it is. She, yeah. Yeah, but she did it before I w- was 40. Right. And Mark no. can, because when I got in the car, because Mark, you know, we're in the city and I didn't want whatever. So he like was just waiting, parked somewhere. And I got in the car and I told him and boy, we had a laugh. I mean, I was, <laughs> I don't I think it was laughter. It was some sort of release from what I was feeling upset, Yeah, you know? Anyway. Oh, um, it's amazing. I can't. But I would never speak up for myself and be like, hey. You said that's because I'm 40, but um, you did it last year. You did it at 39, too. Like one to grow on. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway, well, sorry about that. We're here to get people to speak up for yourselves, guys. Don't be yeah. a Sarah or a Mary or a Beth. Speak no. up for yourself. And, and also, you know, for, for any any uh, females, get go get your annual. Don't be afraid of them. No, they're going to sometimes they'll check. They have to check the front and when you're of a certain age or when you're not, they also have to check the back and just, it's like a tune up, you know? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, 
Yeah. And sometimes they just do it for fun, turns out. So it's fun. <laughs> Maybe anyway. she was just pre- gearing up for it. Yeah. I mean, had she not brought up the why she was doing it the second time, I would have wouldn't have been any wiser, you know. I would have just thought, oh, that's what we do now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a little goodbye, you know. I don't know. Oh, that's amazing. Anyway. Well, um, Sorry about that. That no, was a bit it's of a... wonderful. I think everyone, um, we all benefited from that conversation. Back to okay. killer advice. Sure. We'll go back to sure. it. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Marsha's aggressive. Uh, fake Marsha's an aggressive yeah. therapist. She does things like wants to have coffee with Beth, which again, Beth should say, no, I don't think yeah. we need to have coffee together. Right. Um, she has coffee with her at a park or something. They sat very close to each other on a bench. It wasn't normal social dis not and I don't mean that social distancing in the COVID times. I just meant like in general you wouldn't like if there's a bench for three people and you're an adult person, you would sit so as it was like there was space for somebody in the space. middle. Yeah. yeah. They, they sat they like do that. they were in a, a painting or something. They sat they were like when you see like two people in a pickup truck on the highway, like squished together. Yeah, it was you it know? was a lot like that. And yeah. I, you're right. It was very strange. The whole park scene was strange. She, yes. she said something about, I mean, it's better that we meet here instead of getting, you know, attacked by angry randos. And she was talking about the guy that came into her office. But I thought that was kind of a weird thing to say to Beth because Beth just really got attacked by an angry <laughs> yeah. rando, yeah. as she that said. Is true. So, but she's not suspicious, and she does say that she she's kind of pushy, saying she wants to have the daughter in. She's telling, yeah, Beth. Yeah, I think Jess Jess should come into therapy. Jess should come into therapy, and she goes, "That's not a good idea." And finally, Beth, for once, stands up for herself, and she goes, "That's it's that's a hard no. It's not happening." And and then. Marsha goes outside Jess's school and quote unquote bumps into her when she's dropped her keys. Now, the and of course, Jess was on her way to the diner that she talks about every 14 seconds and they bump into each other. Now, they had both been at dinner the night before. The night before. And Jess doesn't have a f- one flash of recognition for this lady. Nope. And it's before it's after she well sees her face because she bumps into her from behind. So I think, oh, she's going to recognize her right away. Nothing. And then finally, fake Marsha goes, oh, I know you. I was at your house last night. We had dinner together. And Jess goes, oh, I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? How does she oh, know? Yeah, we we had a 45 minute conversation about mini cheesecakes and how you should stay. Yeah. I mean, they they it's not like they just saw each other in passing. They fucking broke bread. You know, yeah. I mean, they were they sat next to each other. Yeah, that was very strange. Yeah. Um, it was super strange. And for whatever reason, Marsha's really wanting to invade the Jess and Beth relationship. So she ends up saying, I really need some coffee. Do you know of a good place? And Jess is like, oh, coincidence. I am going to get coffee now. And Beth says, "Can or fake Marsha says, can I tag along? So then they go have coffee. And they also sit close to each other in the diner as yeah. strangers and she like ends up saying oh your mom told me about the car thing where she stole you stole the car and wrecked it and Jess is very upset by this she goes she's never going to get over it and fuck her she's never going to get over it and she leaves kind of angry and then goes home and she's all shitty to Beth but she never says to her 
uh, I just had coffee with that Marsha lady. Uh, she told me about that. She never says anything. If you're that mad, you would say something and you would go this, the lady that was here for dinner last night and I just had coffee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was at my school and then we went and had coffee. Like what? That's a kind of a big fucking miss. Like I, I didn't get that at all. No, at it, was, all. it was strange. And I guess it was just to show in that, that Mar- fake Marsha was getting in between their yeah. relationship or getting in the middle and Beth's preparing for some big presentation. <laughs> Wait, maybe, maybe Jess only went to coffee with her cause she had used that $5 up and she's like, I don't know how else I'm going to get a coffee today. <laughs> so that actually might be why she went. Cause I can't see a teenager being like, Oh, let me go spend more time with this stranger adult that I don't know. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what it was. She needed some money. Mm-hmm. So well, we're kind of fast forward to Beth's preparing for the big presentation and she's telling her therapist about it. Yeah. The industry, her job that we have no idea what she does, but there's a right. big PowerPoint involved. And it's, is it, in, is it to her CEO or something? Yeah. Or a new client or something. It's, yeah. it's, no, it's uh, who cares? It was so boring, but it's a fucking presentation. <laughs> I was, I, that's when a, fer- a therapist should fall asleep. That's the appropriate time. <laughs> Sarah, I honestly am shook by that story of you and a therapist. And I want to talk. It's all I want to talk about, but I'm going to think about it a lot and I'm probably going to bring it up again. Anyway, that's fine. Go ahead. you can. All right. So all right. Yeah, she's telling her that she has this presentation and with Simone, and then she says something about how Simone naps in her car, which is weird, but also probably we know that she told that now that fake Marsha has this information, we know that that's probably going to be a problem. She's probably either going to kill <laughs> yeah, her in her car that or something. She's going to be taking a dirt nap in her car <laughs> after that. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Because Marsha decides to get all involved in the presentation. She draw, She goes by Beth's office the day she has the presentation and pretends that she's bringing her a jacket. Beth says, well, that's not my jacket. And she goes, oh, gosh, I guess it was so-and-so's. Of course, it's not yours. Again, Beth should go, why are you always fucking around? Why are you at my house? Why are you in my park? Why are we having yeah. coffee? But no, she just leaves her in the office. She says she's going to go make some copies for her of something that uh, Marsha has in her hands. She goes to make copies for her. Marsha hops on her computer, fucks with the PowerPoint presentation and writes the words, I quit all over it. It was, I couldn't tell what she was doing until flash to the presentation. And when they show, they try to show the presentation, it just says, I quit all over it. And so she sabotaged (laughs) the presentation and immediately Beth blames Simone. No questions asked. Yeah. Why, why do you think that your friend would do that? Right. Right. Like she, I thought that was like, what a real varsity bitch. Like you would never accuse. You'd be like, what the fuck happened? Why does it say I quit? What happened? Like you wouldn't just go immediate to blame. Also make your own fucking slides, Beth. Maybe don't make your friend uh, bake for you at your house. Do all, do everything and treat her like shit. And I also, her for and for you just blamed her. Marsha was just in your office. Put two right. and two together. It's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. Clearly somebody fucked with it. Why would your friend do that to her own job? It didn't make any sense. And then she wouldn't, and then she wouldn't talk to her. And then Simone goes, Simone is upset. So she makes an appointment to see her doctor, Ellis. 
And then she sees, Mar- this is when we realize that Marsha's door is right across because she sees Marsha's door with her name on it, even oh, though she's yeah. missing and nobody's noticed that someone else is living there. She goes into the office, kind of starts snooping around and Marsha walks in, of course, fake Marsha walks in, uh, picks up a glass award of some point of some sort and kills her with it quickly again. Yep. Real strong. The upper body strength really, um, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of baller if you're going to do murder. <laughs> I guess you don't do murder. You just murder. But like to use it, you're uh, some, an award. But then it, it wasn't even her award. Everyone was easy to kill until the end. And then she couldn't kill any of them. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. I'm trying to think. Oh, she did peep. Uh, we and not to go back. She did peep her nap in her car, but that was before. No one gives a shit. Um, right. Well, she and then she put her. I think she ended up putting her body in the car or something oh. because she she was like Beth was calling Simone over and over, and of course Simone's not talking to her because she's dead. And right. then Simone is walking to her car again. No security guard. I guess she's over yeah. that. This time she's walking alone and she notices Simone's in her car. She thinks she's sleeping and she's like, oh, is this why you haven't answered your phone all day? Have you been sleeping in there all day? And then she opens the door and out falls Simone's Boom. body. So so somehow Marsha, uh, fake Marsha, pulled this woman's body out of her office without Dr. Ellis noticing again, mm-hmm. got her into a parking garage and put her in her car. So she's Yeah, no. So, so got her into her own car. Mm-hmm. So yep. the dead girl's car got that car back to the parking garage all by herself. Yeah. Also, maybe they should put some cameras in this parking garage. I mean, that would be that um, would be the next obvious choice for them. I, I yeah, agree. I mean, and I don't she's got to be that up to the upper body strength to hoist all these dead bodies around. I mean, I really commend fake Marsha. She's got some, some guns under those blouses or she something. She really does. Yeah. She's, she's no problem. And then kind of quickly things unravel. Basically the cops come over and they're talking, you know, when was the last time you saw Simone and they, she gives a statement and Beth pretty much makes the whole thing about her. This is upsetting her because mm-hmm. She was attacked in the garage and the detectives say really um, very bad idea and sort of unprofessional, something they should definitely teach you in detective school. Detective school. (laughs) Yeah. They go, "Um, well, this is probably, you know, he probably was coming for you and found her instead. Just, just gonna, (laughs) just gonna sort of blame you. And so, and so Beth obviously I know she feels guilty. She it tells her husband later cause he's sort of, he won't leave her alone. And Marsha fake Marsha encourages him to keep pressing her and, yeah, and telling like, her don't that back off yeah. because, because Beth had told her it was annoying him. So fake Marsha is making him be more annoying to her. Cause she's trying to break up their marriage again for no reason. But she, <laughs> she does tell him she blames herself for Simone's death, but mostly she goes, he was coming back for me. And he goes, well, but he got, but, you know, unfortunately got Simone instead. She goes, but it was almost me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it wasn't. And your friend's dead. And also you were mean to her the last time you saw her. And that's it. Now she's dead. That's yeah, she's dead. And you're a terrible friend. Yeah. She was rude to I her. Don't, she's no, it's just super rude. Super. I don't, I, I start to lose interest in 
in her because she sucks. You know, I just that's when I my attention span starts to. Yeah. So now anyway, we have Beth is upset. Nick's driving her crazy because, like I said, Marsha, fake Marsha basically told him to. And then um, she starts to get suspicious finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only took a, a lot of dead bodies and shit. But yeah. Well, one thing happened was we we do we got to see Eric Roberts for one quick second where he leaves Marsha a message saying that she, he can't find her documents probably because they don't exist and she gets super angry, and then we see Jess and the mom talking, Jess and Beth talking post Simone's death, and Jess and Simone were close, so they're talking about that, and they seem to have mended their fences, and again Jess has never mentioned to her that she had coffee. Nope. With Marsha. Not even once. Or anything. And then this one, now this is when the detectives come over. They say, a guy confessed about your attack. We have the guy right. that attacked you. Then they say, she says, oh, so she killed, he killed Simone too. And they're like, actually, it was someone else that killed Simone because that guy has a solid alibi. Like he was out of town and he was on a flight and blah, blah, blah. So she tells Marsha this, her fake Marsha. She goes, oh, they caught the guy that attacked me but he wasn't the one that killed Simone. So now Marsha is kind of... She thinks they might be coming for her, you know? Yeah, yeah she's starting to freak out. But my favorite part right. is she goes, well, I mean, she probably had some enemies. She was kind of bitchy. Basically, <laughs> basically she, yeah, yeah. She, she's coming unraveled here because she basically tells Beth that her friend sucked. She's like, she was kind of rude. So she probably rubbed some people the wrong way. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, I've rubbed people the wrong way, but I don't assume they're going to murder me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I if I was murdered every time I annoyed someone, you know, <laughs> we wouldn't yeah. be having this conversation. Yeah. That no. was so funny. She is losing it a little bit. It was bit. really it was funny. fun to watch. And yeah. then and then Beth kind of gets pissed off as finally and she leaves. And then Marsha, fake Marsha picks up the award that she killed Simone with. It still has blood on it. She hasn't bothered mm-hmm. to wipe it off for for a nope. good murderer. She's a sloppy murderer. And yeah. then she takes some of the blood off of the coffee cup and she puts it onto, I mean, off of the award and puts it onto the coffee cup that Beth left behind. And I didn't, I was like, is she framing her somehow? But why would her blood be on that coffee cup? It made no sense. And also it was never brought up again. It never, never happened. Nothing. visited. Nope. Mm-mm. Like, no, no, no. And, and that's the next, then they show, uh, it's when Beth gets home or whatever, and Marsha's like sitting in Beth's house with yeah. the husband and daughter. And I thought they were going to use the thing about the cop, like, oh, you know, you've been, you're under arrest. Or That's what not I really. thought too. But yeah. instead, it was just a weird intervention that Marsha basically said, Beth needs help. And they go, okay, yeah, she does. We'll just believe this crazy bitch who keeps showing up everywhere. And yeah. they believe her. And Nick goes, you need to stay somewhere else tonight. <laughs> I know I he would tells go his fucking wife to stay somewhere else because yes. a therapist came over and said something. It made no it was so weird. And like like Beth fucking leaves her house and Marsha's still sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still sitting there and she's kind of smir- smirking. And then so Beth goes to her office to stay the night because her husband kicked her out for no reason. And yeah. she starts Googling Marsha finally. And this is what I brought up earlier where she realizes it's not the real Marsha and that this is a fake person. So again, I, this is the first time she's Googled her, which is stupid. And also there's stories about her missing and nobody else in the office building has wondered why there's a whole 
other person practicing under her name. So she calls her daughter and says that she's not who she says she is. You need to get out of that house. Just trust me. And of course, just trust her, which is good. Then Eric Roberts calls Nick and says, uh, there's something with these papers that's weird. That woman is not the person that she says she is. So now these two assholes who both let them just kick Beth out are like, oh, shit. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we kicked out the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have listened to our, um, our the, my wife and my mother, you know. So yeah. now she's Beth is rushing home because she knows that the, these people are in danger from this crazy lady. Marsha hears him on the phone. Here's Nick on the phone. Fake Marsha. She goes in, knocks him out with a pan. A big, big old frying pan. One yep. hit. She's a one hit wonder. This lady. One hit, one hit people go down. <laughs> <laughs> one hit with it. And then Jess is hiding. And then Jess, but then she ends up not knocking Jess out. And then she takes the phone because Beth was on the phone with Jess. And she starts telling her, you know, I'm going to kill them. I don't know. She And then she has a knife, whatever. Beth is the whole time... Um heading there to save her family. She I doesn't seem that she's called the police. No, or- nope, not worried about that. No. Also, I just want to say I don't even though at the end it all sort of works out and or actually no. Well, I, whatever. Well, no, I just want to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. The SATs with Jess. I I have to even though she apparently got into the college she wanted, I bet you she didn't do that well cuz she didn't have good reasoning skills because in a house that size you wouldn't Hide under a fucking bed, okay? Like and two rooms away. Like under that a bed, house was huge. Under a bed and upstairs. Yeah, go out under the front a, door. Yeah, under a bed that had no uh, that the bedspread didn't cover the bottom yeah, of the no bed, bed, so you could skirt just, or anything. You could see yeah. right underneath it. And yeah, so she had when when um Marcia started looking for her in the house, she pulled out a knife and was stalking her, and it was really. I, one of my favorite parts of the movie. First of all, she was she was wearing a sensible flat, which I yes. appreciated. She wasn't which wearing nice. heels like fucking yep. Beth. She's wearing a nice mm-hmm. sensible flat and walking around the house going, come out wherever you are, Jess. Your daughter, your mom's ashamed of you and just trying to piss her off. And then they basically, I forget, they kind of get into it. And then she, that's when she runs downstairs to to find her dad. And that's when I know, that's when I realized that she ran upstairs, God damn it. And it upsets me. <laughs> Well, they it's they'll never learn, I don't think. Yeah, and then they kind of wrestle and Beth jumps in Beth comes in the front door when Marsha's a second away from killing her daughter and she smashes a bottle over Marsha's head and they have a huge kitchen fight mm-hmm. which is really energetic. this was my favorite this was the climax and I climaxed. Yeah. It was wonderful. Marsha <laughs> Everyone climaxed. <laughs> She basically just she as they do in Lifetime movies, she's like, I'm insane. And I've been told I was bipolar and I was told that I have narcissistic personality disorder and I killed my therapist and then I became your therapist. Like, there you go. There's the there's the whole storyline. Thank you. Her re- her crazy resume. She just starts listing it. Yeah, yeah. That was perfect. And then and my favorite part was she goes, she goes, you had you came to see me because somebody scared you in a parking garage. Somebody frightened <laughs> you. Ooh. And I was like, wow, this bitch is mean. Yeah, she really was. She went, she cut deep. Yeah, yeah. She did. And then and then Je- they start fighting. 
and it looks like she's about to kill Beth. But then Jess, who had been knocked out, wakes up and strangles Marsha with a dish rag. Yep. Yep. So she also has strong upper body strength. Yeah, I know. Maybe she's really going to the gym instead of the diner. She can't afford the coffee. I don't know. I'm going to stop. No. (laughs) Yeah. And then the cops finally come. And then the dad is he's Nick's fine, unfortunately. And they're just taking him away in an ambulance. And that's when I wrote down nothing happened with the blood in the coffee cup. Like, what was that about? Um, I know. Yeah. yeah, Really got on my nerves. And then they say, basically, they oh, just says, well, what about you know, Marsha or whoever she is. Well, now we found out she didn't strangle her to death. She lived. Right. So they, yeah, they show her on a stretcher about to go into an ambulance and the, the EMT or whomever looks away for one second. And what happens? <laughs> the, she looks back and the stretcher is empty. Marsha's gone. This is my favorite. They, this is often how this is how most of Stalked by My Doctors ended with you thinking that Eric Roberts was dead, but then he shows up somewhere. And oh, I love it. I, so I much. do too, because this means we'll probably have a killer advice too. Oh, God, I can't wait. And I did sort of love fake Marsha. Oh, she was wonderful. Yeah. And so, yeah. and then they kind of flash to a month later where whatever they t- they're the Beth and Jess are talking about ice cream in college and I'm who cares, but then Marsh, they show Marsha and she's at a new therapist mm. and she starts to talk about her issues or whatever. And we realize, you know, she's probably going to kill that therapist and take over that therapist practice and nobody in the town's going to notice. Was that a woman therapist? Oh, maybe it was a guy. Because I thought it was a guy because in my head, I'm like, maybe she's just looking for a bigger challenge. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be like Tootsie. She's going to take over (laughs) his identity. She's going to be like the opposite of Tootsie where she has to dress up like a man. (laughs) Oh, my God. The opposite of Tootsie. (laughs) (laughs) That could be the name of the sequel. Sarah, that, that was a nice bow. That was a nice bow. That was it, guys. Oh. You that was the movie. It was a yeah. whirlwind. Um and I was gonna say if we missed anything, fucking don't worry about it. <laughs> we did, you know, it's 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 not important. You I get think, the idea, uh, you know what happened. You get the, in the movie. gist. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And yeah. You know, I our married so. at first our next episode after this will be the very yes. popular, very wonderful Married at Feist, Married at First Sight recap, which will be out on Friday. So new episodes of Are You My Podcast on Tuesday with a bonus Married at First Sight out on Friday. And we will see you guys then.